Front page of the newspaper. What was interesting, it was it was the paper that uh, is considered the uh, competitor paper to the one that I've always been involved in. So that article about the marketplace that was featured in the front page of the Sun Herald today, first time I've ever been featured in um, the front page of a Sunday paper. Um, may I say to you, please share that article, uh, not for uh, the publicity that I'm going to get, but for the fact that there's a message there that I've put down in my Insta story, uh, Insta post and Facebook post, and Susan's going to put a link of the article uh, under the comments there on Facebook today. And the reason is I believe that this is a great time for any prospective vendor to come onto the market. I believe that people aren't going to be going overseas because of COVID-19 have the property on the market, maybe not as a launch property, but one simply that's listed. Yes, I don't think there's anything wrong with having it on domain and realestate.com over the holiday periods with forthcoming sale. Hey, Matty Pelios, hey, Tanay. And I think that what's going to happen is you much rather have a vendor sell in isolation, not in competition. That is what's fueling this marketplace, right? That is what's fueling this marketplace, an absorption rate, which means there's far more buyers for the amount of stock there. Any person that's got any mind in real estate knows the mathematics of the demand and supply curve. And the absorption rate at the moment is highly favoured towards the vendor. Now, that's not going to last forever. I've been in real estate for 35 years, and I've got to tell you, when markets turn, they turn quickly. Now, I'm not saying the market's going to turn quickly, but what I'm saying is the heat that's in there at the moment, fueled by lack of stock supply, might not be there forever. And what that basically means is JobKeeper's going, holiday on mortgages is going. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, people have already factored in that there is a vaccine coming. Yes, interest rates are records low, records low. But simply, when more properties come on the market, it means that buyers have more to choose from. When there's more to choose from, they don't get carried away and have the fear of missing out syndrome as heavy as it is at the moment. So guys and girls, let's talk about today's rant, toxic people. And I believe that no human being, and even if that toxic person is a family member, a relative, I've got to say to you, just because they're a family member and a relative does not give them the right to screw your life up. Please understand that. And I particularly use this, I particularly use this topic today because around this time of the year, the holiday period, the Christmas period, you know, whilst it's a happy period, it's a time where people get together and have fun, it's also to be shown on record to be a period that people get very emotional. And there is a high number of suicides and there is a lot of, lot of, you know, emotional turmoil that people have with family during this time. So guys and girls, hey John, uh, so guys and girls, let me just share with you a couple of things of toxic people. The first thing I'm going to say to you is this, please understand I want you to help understand the signs of what toxic people are. And bullies fall into that and trollers fall into that. And I'm going to tell you, Susan didn't want me to talk about it and I'm not going to touch too much on it. But I had a troller and I pulled them up and I got a major apology from that person. And uh, they went on to give me all the excuses in the sun on why they did it. But because of mental health issues of that person, I decided to not actually go public because I've got a heap of snapshots of what the person has said. And then I actually had all these apologies being, you know, um, apologizing 
Um, and I was really going to put that person on the line and make them public, but I thought I won't just in case they do have a mental health issue, which they indicated they did. But let me give you some examples of toxic people. Um, here are the criteria and here are the signs that you can see someone's toxic. Number one, they're going to try and control you. Okay, And one of the reasons they do that is they're the sort of person that's got no control of their own life. So they're going to try and control you. Okay, So you'll notice that you'll feel like they're sort of going over your boundaries and they're not respecting your boundaries. So that's the other sign of a toxic person. They have total disregard of your boundaries. And what they'll often do is they'll take without giving. Another sign of them is that you'll notice that they'll always try and indicate that their position is always right. There is never any element or room for them to have another view to a situation. They're always right. So, so far, let me go over that. Number one, they're going to try and control you, and that's because they've got no control of their own life. Number two, they have a total disregard of your boundaries. Number three, they're always right, or so they think. Number four, they lie. Now, when I say they lie, they don't say white lies, or they don't exaggerate. We're talking about black and white lies, right? They are big liars. The next thing is they love to tell a story where they're the victim, right? Because they're responsibility avoiders. They take no responsibility. So what they'll do is they'll love to be the victim. They love to be the victim. And what I'm going to do is just get rid of that banner because it is annoying me now. Okay, so what they'll do is that they'll always love to be the victim and they'll never take responsibility. They'll just sort of say, you know, that's the way things happen or it's her fault or it's his fault. Gang, again, please, if you have toxic people in your life, I'm letting you know you get what you tolerate. You don't have to tolerate it and your life will significantly, significantly get better with better people. Hey, there's 8 billion people on this planet. Let them go find someone else that doesn't know what I'm about to tell you, right? Let them go to someone else who doesn't value themselves. Let them go to someone else who doesn't set the boundaries. Let them go to someone else who doesn't turn around and learn the art of emotional and physical distancing, which I'm going to cover in a moment. So how do you cut these people? How do you cut these people? Well, I'm going to firstly say to you, it's not easy, but it's very, very achievable, but it can take time. So it's a gradual process. So what I want you to do is to factor that in, that it's not like a one second thing. And what you need to understand is because they don't respect boundaries, they're not also going to respect the boundary. Yes, I am going to talk about family. I'm going to talk about family as well, because family are even harder than non-family, right? Because you don't get to pick family. I'm going to talk about those in a moment. But you've got to understand that because they don't respect boundaries, when you create new boundaries with these people, they're not going to respect those. So you need to know it is a gradual process, right? We're not talking years. It's weeks, say, right? And I want you to understand that except it won't be easy. That just makes things life a little bit, a little bit better in expecting what's going to happen next. The next thing is... You never, ever have to give a big explanation to people. You've got to understand, don't feel guilty that you've got to like, you know, they might be trying to push you to do things. They might be trying to, you know, push their view or they expect you to go to things and that. Hey, listen, you don't have to explain. You just say, no, that doesn't work for me. Can't do it. And then slowly people get trained and they think, fuck this, but shouldn't swear. So these people then, they start getting trained. And what actually happens is they begin to realize, okay, okay, 
this person is onto me, right? And they're firm. And what happens is I no longer can manipulate that person. I can no longer manipulate that person, right? So you never give a big explanation because you owe them nothing. Remember that you owe them nothing. And all you can say is, look, trust me. Sometimes the easiest way to do it is you just have that crucial conversation. And in a public place, the reason I say public place is that if you do it in a public place, they're not going to make a scene in front of everyone when they hear what you say. And also, some of these toxic people can get aggressive, right? You don't want to be in a situation where they just lose their cool. And I think it's simple as saying, hey, listen, I want to let you know, I'm not into that bullshit anymore. Look, I just got bigger priorities in my life. Bang, simple as that. Simple as that. That conversation there sets the tone. And then what you do is you use some basic tools to create physical distancing. Number one, block them on social media. For trollers, listen. Anyone that's had a troller, trust me, as tempting as it is to engage with them, you don't. Just block, bang, simple as that, that's it. Don't give it another thought. And for God's sake, don't go, don't go to bed sleeping, thinking about it, and having that become the thief of the night for you. Man, you just block them, end of story, block, bang, no response to them, block, bang, that's it. Trust me, block, Bang, that's it. That's all you do. Mobile phones. Do you know that you can tag them where they don't get you don't get their messages or their calls coming in? That is an option as well. They're tools that you can use. Emails. You can tag their email as spam so you never see their emails. I've done that to people, right? I've got people blocked on social, emails, and mobiles, right? And that's the end of it. I'll be honest with you, I've never heard from them again. End of story. Haven't heard from them again. A couple of other things. A couple of other things. Don't argue, just state your boundaries and block them. End of story. But there are times when someone's not toxic, let's just call them, they're just, a, they're just painful, right? But they're okay, right? They're not toxic, they're painful. With them, I don't need, I don't think you need to do total block. You can just have what I call mild distance versus total separation, right? You could have mild distance versus total separation. And gang, you will notice the better people you have in your life, the better your life. End of story. Now, let me move on to the next thing. What if they're family members? If they're a family member, that is so much harder, so much harder. You know, but as I said at the start, relatives and family do not have the right to screw your life. Okay, so um, as Trevor Bowen says, don't argue with idiots. They have had far more practice. Well said. Um, Rellos have no right to screw your life. And I'm going to share with you a couple of tactics that work really good with family um, and relatives. Blood, we're talking about. Um, you can create distance with them. Now, distancing is a great strategy with handling toxic people. And you've got what I call physical distance and mental distance right? So you've got physical distance and sorry, physical distance and call it emotional distance. So physical distance is example, you've got an auntie that you just dislike because you know that every time you're there, she's just trying to cause problems, right? So instead of going to six functions a year where you see her, you go to one function a year. That's an example of reducing what I call physical 
appearances, and that is reducing physical distances, right? There's an example of that. Then you've got what I call emotional distance. And emotional distance is emotional distance is where you might be at the dinner table, but what actually happens is you've got this invisible bubble around you. And what you're saying is that no matter what that person says, tries to do, that their message does not enter your invisible bubble. You've got a barrier and you don't stop that, um, you stop that from coming in. So guys and girls, you've got physical distancing and you've got emotional distancing. And if you're really intelligent, you can actually use both strategies to the one person. And what you'll notice, you know who I'm talking about, you know the people that you can feel toxicity with people, you just feel that every time you have an interaction with them, you feel more drained. It's like something gets sucked out of you. You can't see it, but it's come out. It's this energy that's been sucked by a vacuum cleaner. And I'm letting you know, you don't need that. You need energy givers, not energy takers. Life is hard enough. So guys and girls, the reason I share this is that in the industry that we all work in, I'm telling you, it is such a mental game. We don't need to spend mental calories spent on more challenges than we have. We know what it's like. We've got a gun pointing to our head on the first day of every month. A gun pointing to our head on the first day of every month saying, go off and list or you won't eat. Go off and list or you won't eat. Anyway, gang, I'm going to share with you three scripts and dialogues before we finish off, just to help you finish off the year very strong. And I'm also going to encourage you all that these scripts and dialogues and another 43 of them are hitting the real estate gym in the middle of this month. And the real estate gym at the moment is taking members for 2021. It's $620 a year or $65 a month. Join the thousands of people who find that for 10 bucks a week, it is the most cost-effective coaching course there is in real estate. And as Matt Steinwade said, who wrote a million dollars last month, it is the best coaching product in the world. Guys and girls, I take everyone's system. I take everyone's templates. And next year, we're actually having coaching segments every week and real estate agent interviews every fortnight. We're changing it up and we're doing it. We're not looking at the history of an agent. We're looking at a skill that they have and then what we're taking it and we're actually making it available for people to use in a practical level. And uh, guys and girls, let me share with you those three scripts. The first script I want to share with you is the script on getting an offer off a buyer. You know that awkward feeling when you're there with a buyer and you know that they sort of like it, but you don't know how to bridge from, yes, let's actually go for it. Here's a beautiful piece of dialogue that works. Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, can I ask you, are you just interested in this or would you like me to help you own it? You see, that sentence gives you permission to tell them what the next steps are. That's the first script. The second script I want to share with you is the script right now, which is extremely important because there are a lot of real estate agents jumping on signs of other agents. And the best script that you can have is to prepare your vendors that another agent is going to approach them the minute you list it. And you normally do that when you've listed the property as part of the setting the stage process. And the way it sounds like is this, guys and girls, Here's what it sounds like. You sign up the listing and then before you leave, you say, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I want to let you know, before I leave, I want to let you know that there are a few surprises that might happen over the next three or four weeks. One of those is that 
you probably will be contacted by two or three other agents in the marketplace. You see, the minute your property hits realestate.com and a sign board goes up, they're going to approach you and they're going to say that they've got a buyer. And I'm letting you know, they've been doing this for many, many years. And the reason that they do it is they don't actually have a specific buyer for it. What they're trying to do is to find a quick way to get a listing. I'm letting you know that if they were to contact you, get their details and then call me and then I'll come over and we'll give them a call together and we'll organize an inspection. And then what you do is you go over and you call the other agent in front of your vendor on the phone, hands-free, on the speaker so they can hear what's being said and your vendors can actually see what a person they really are. That's how you handle other agents jumping your signs. And the third piece of dialogue is really more of a process than anything else. Admit, thank you so much. Join the gym if you have it, he says. No brainer. By the way, this is coming from a guy that's on track to write $2 million. Do you understand what I just said? This is coming from a guy that's on track to write $2 million. Anyway, the third piece of dialogue, which is really more of a process, guys and girls. By the way, here's a great beer that I'm enjoying and drinking at the moment. It's called the Burley, the Burley Big Head. Do you understand that this beer has got no carbs? There's no sugar in this beer at all. No sugar. And it's an Aussie beer from the Gold Coast. Guys and girls, the third piece of dialogue is called the buyer-seller meeting. And what you do here is you go through all the listings with your team. And then what you work out on each listing is the sell today price. At what price would it be to sell today? What does the price have to be? Not what the vendor's hoping to get. What is the price it's got to be to sell today? And that's normally different. You know, the, the hope to get price is normally 10, 15% more. So what price does it have to be to sell today? So what you've got to do is find out the sell today price. And can I give you a word of advice? You should never set the sell today price. It should be another agent from your office because often you are a little bit biased. You believe what the vendor has sold you, right? You'll find the person in your office that hasn't listed it will be more impartial. And then what you'll say is ring them all up and say, hey, I've gone through my database and I've got a buyer that's got 850 to spend. Now 850 is the sell today price. The hope to get price might have been 950, but 850 is the sell today price. And what you say, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I've got a buyer. They've got unconditional finance. They're ready to go. They need to buy before Christmas. They have a limit of 850. Am I wasting my time bringing them around? And you shut up. There's only one of three answers that they can give you. Yes, you're wasting your time. Number two, will they come up? That's a positive sign. You're close. You're in the zone. Number three, bring them around. You're in business. Guys and girls, why this process works is often your vendors won't tell you what their bottom line is, but by asking a nice question like this, you'll be able to find out where they're really at because what they want is a buyer that's going to buy their property. Guys and girls, we're coming home to the home stretch. I'm doing a lot of work this week. We're going to go to realestate.com seminar, anywhere auctions. We are on this week. You're going to get a re receive an email from us very soon. We're doing a special auction program for anywhere auctions, which I've got to tell you, as far as I'm concerned, anywhere auctions has to be included in every auction submission you do now. You've got to give people the opportunity to watch and bid without being at the property. A big shout out to a couple of the other companies that I absolutely adore and I support. 
Agent Box, the number one CRM system in Australia. Not me saying it only, my clients say it, and so do 60 of the top 100 REB top agents do. Before you bid, the cheapest way to get building inspections without having to spend 500 bucks. Love that product. Campaign Agent, my friends, vendor paid advertising product where you don't have to pay the money up front. The best product I know. Providing vendor financing. Guys and girls love, 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 love that product. And uh, yeah, so guys and girls, and of course, um, if you're not aware of, right now, there's a product called Engage, and it's from Real Hub, and Tom Hector absolutely loves it. Um, and what it is, it's your pre-listing kit, and it's your proposal. They are, man, they look like a Vogue. They look like a Vogue magazine. Imagine having submission kits that look like that. And not only that, every time they open it, you get a message to say they're now opening it, which means that that alerts you to contact them. And timing of contact is absolutely critical. Guys and girls, I'm signing off. Have a great week. I want to let you know that pretty much my life now, um, I've reduced the amount of speaking events I'm doing. COVID-19 taught me that I don't need to be traveling as much as this. I want to be sort of sleeping more at my home. I was doing, you know, over 220 events. I was on a plane pretty much every day, every day. And uh, it's only when you walk away from something you realize it's broken. Um, so for me, the real estate gym is now the thing that I'm focusing on. And we've now invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in the app that'll be coming out very soon, which is going to make things even more seamless than previously. Guys and girls, love to have you in the real estate gym. That's where you get the real, real good stuff from a real estate perspective with me. Um, anyway, signing off. And always remember, you can't afford the luxury of one negative moment with negative people in your life. I've never, ever seen a positive agent with negative people. Signing off.